Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me after a relatively dominating weekend. Saturday got weird for a second against Minnesota, but largely uh, comforting, at least is the word I'm going to use today on the radio show, a comforting uh, performance from Ole Miss baseball. They they get up to Minnesota, weird environment. We'll talk about that. Uh, I say Weird, just different, unique, whatever. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But they played well. You, you got really good innings from your bullpen, which is really encouraging. I still think that, you know, Saturday and Sunday, you, you got to get a little bit better starts in that in SEC play. But um, bullpen was good. Bats were good. Successful weekend overall, aside from the, the camera work. That was uh, atrocious. But a very successful weekend for Ole Miss baseball. So we're going to talk about that today, obviously, right here on the show. Again, I'm Michael Borky. Please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky. Follow on Twitter, like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, all that good stuff right there. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, if you're listening to this one on the browser, we appreciate you checking out the website. But uh, pull out your phone, find your favorite podcast app. I would recommend Spotify. Search Rebel Report, leave a rating and a review if you like what you hear. So um, coming up, You've got, how long is it? It is 45 minutes, I believe, roughly. Roughly about 45 minutes of baseball weekend reaction. So, obviously, we'll talk about Ole Miss and, and their weekend. You're, you're going to hear some Mississippi State talk as well. Um, get asked about it, talk about it. They're, um, they're in a bad way right now, if, uh, we're, if we're being honest, uh, in a bad way. Talk about the venue, the broadcast, paying for it. All that stuff. Also, uh, a little bit of the Ole Miss basketball coaching search as well. Some thoughts on it, I guess, more or less. I don't have like a, here's who they're going to hire, but more or less, here's my thoughts on the current status of the search. All of that is uh, from the live chat, the Sunday live chat. Thank uh, you for participating if you did. But if you didn't, here you go. It's a uh, long conversation. What I thought was a good conversation, good back and forth. Mostly Ole Miss fans, but some state fans in there as well. But before we get into that, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you are located, if you or your business are located anywhere inside of the great state of Mississippi and you are in the market for office technology, let the good people at Advantage Business Systems help you out. Again, ABSMS.com is the website. If you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and I sent you, got to tell them I sent you, you get a complimentary office technology assessment. So, They'll come out, perform an assessment, look at the their options with copiers and printers and mail machines and cloud storage and data security and technology in the office. If you need it and you tell them I sent you, you'll get that assessment on me. But they've got everything, office technology, and they will service you anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi. Again, absms.com is the website. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority with 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi. They've got mobile banking where you can manage multiple accounts, transfer transfer funds, pay bills, and more, a lot more. Um, You can set alerts and make payments. It's really a one-stop shop. 
for all your finance needs right there and Priority One Bank's mobile banking. Um, my previous bank, I had to have like three apps. Not with Priority One Bank. Again, 16 locations all across the state, loan servicing as well. Check them out, Priority One Bank. All right, here it is now. I uh, won't delay any more live chat talking. Ole Miss's three wins, comfortable wins in Minnesota. A little bit of state, a little bit of coaching search. Uh, with you right now. Here it is. And don't forget, uh, tomorrow right here on this feed, I'll have Mike Bianco's conversation on the radio show today for you tomorrow morning as well. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you for tuning in. And here is Baseball Weekend Reaction. We'll talk baseball, whatever you want. You guys know the drill. We'll, uh, I don't have like an opening rant like sometimes I do, so we'll just get right into the, the comments and we'll go from there. T says, we may not win the SEC, but Big Ten champs' chances are looking good. Yeah, Ole Miss is decidedly the best team in the Big Ten. That's uh, that's for sure. Maryland and Louisiana Tech, handshake meme. Never want to play Ole Miss again. Like, <laughs> just never again. Um, two things on that tournament, though. So, so State fans didn't have the same experience because... That ballpark in Frisco is stunning. It's a beautiful, beautiful minor league baseball park. Great facility. Like, awesome place to watch baseball there in Frisco. It looks like Churchill Downs, but for baseball. Beautiful. And despite the ridiculous price of having to watch those games, the broadcast seemed to have been pretty good. I saw a lot of complaining from Ole Miss fans, and rightfully so, about the broadcast quality and the camera work and and announcer crews and stuff like that. First of all, People are way too hard on announcers. It is really, really, really hard. And it's not like you've got the A-team from NFL on CBS calling these games. Like, it's it's Big Ten baseball on a live stream. With all due respect to the guys that I'm sure work really hard, it's not like you're getting the best, okay? So it's a very difficult job. It, it, it's hard to do. Have a little bit of sympathy for those guys. They're, they're trying, I promise. It's a difficult job. But I saw complaints about the venue as well. Like, broadcast aside, having to pay for that, I've ranted about that many times. I think you, the fan, are are getting gouged by microtransactions in college sports anymore, and they're pricing the the middle and lower class fans right out of college sports. Having to pay for that stream quality is a joke. That does tell you, though, how little most people care about college baseball. Like, the SEC in this state are unique in the the give-a-damn for, for lack of a better phrase, it just means more actually applies with baseball here. What you got from Minnesota this weekend, that's college baseball outside of the SEC and like three other places. Th- that's college baseball. Bad qualities, very few camera angles, not the best announcers on an obscure online stream that you didn't know existed before your team has to play them. That That's what college baseball is for most of the country. We're spoiled here in SEC country. We're just straight up spoiled with the access, the quality, the camera work, the technology, and the broadcasters. We are absolutely spoiled here. That's typical college baseball, not what you're used to seeing when your teams play. But yes, it was a weird configuration. Yes, the outfield was shaped kind of funny. What happened to my camera? That's okay. You guys can just look at that circle talking until I get the camera back. Yeah, the um, – how, how is this? We might just go with this. 
We're back. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Okay, we'll just do it this way from uh, from here on out, if you guys can hear me anyway. That stinks. But yeah, um, you know, the configuration... Let me adjust this a little bit. Does that look better? Yeah, we'll just go with this. The configuration was weird, right? The dimensions were kind of not normal. And there was a big wall in the outfield that had a line through it, but that was just for high school. And it was an all-turf field that had football lines on it. So I get the complaining, like, oh, should have just had this tournament in Biloxi. But those are a bunch of college kids that got to go play baseball in a venue that that you don't get to play in very often. I mean, think about what that experience was. They got to go to a city they've all most likely never been to. Uh, they got to play in an NFL stadium. A, a stunning venue, despite the baseball configuration being a, a, a little weird. They got to play in a beautiful, beautiful venue, a great stadium, go to a city they li- they've likely never been to, and they won and dominated three games. I- I'm sorry, the, the internet's all jacked up, I know. I, this is this is embarrassing. What a pathetic quality I'm producing right now. Um, but anyway... For a one-off weekend that I believe they had to replace with something else uh, that that fell through before this one came, the uh, the, the complaints I, I don't think hold water. It's a cool venue, albeit very very different, like not a great configuration for baseball, but a, but an awesome stadium in a city they've never been in. They played at least one quality opponent. Um, we'll see what Nebraska is this year. I know Minnesota stinks, but they got another win over Minnesota. And they got to do something that most college baseball teams don't get to do, which is play in a NFL stadium in a city they've never been in. So, look, it, I, like I had a friend text me, the national champions deserve better than this. And I said, what are you talking about? So it's one weekend. They, they play on. Mike always wants to go on the road and play somewhere. Uh, during the season, that would not have. It's not like they sacrificed a home series. That would have never been a home series. It's a one-off. It's fine. The Ole Miss offense was on fire this weekend, although the Big Ten camera work wouldn't have told you that. Yeah, they were uh, the bullpen, I think, though, was the story of the weekend, Edward. And uh, not to discount what you were saying, because you're right. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the offense was good. But you, you kind of knew that, right? It was the bullpen, actually, that I thought was the story for Ole Miss this weekend. We'll see you know, if better competition breeds different results, but they were good and you didn't get great starts on Saturday and Sunday. And, and the bullpen really shut down those two lineups for the most part. Um, I I know Saturday got a little weird there for a second, but they had a four run lead. If you give up a a two run home run in the bottom of the ninth with a four run lead and it clears the bases, it's, it's, it's fine. You know, anyway, but uh, the bullpen was the story this weekend. Uh, no free passes. Uh, I say no free passes. Very little uh, free passes. They were the story for Ole Miss this weekend. How about the new transfer reb showing out this weekend? Yeah, uh, Groff is a player. And he, I mean, they, they both were good, but but Groff especially um, was really, really good this weekend. He's he's one of the better center fielders Mike Bianco's ever had. And, I mean, you know, you're only a few games in, but based on what he did, at his previous stop, you can already kind of use that as um, as an explainer, or excuse me, as a um, as part of your argument to say that he's one of the best already uh, outfielders that Bianco's ever had. Kick and play. 
Good evening, Ramsey. Glad to see you. The Rebels are playing like the team that we expected. What a great weekend offensively and exceptional on the mound. Yeah, only two walks by Ole Miss bullpen pitchers. That's what I was referencing. Um, that, that was That's what I was referencing right there. Um, that's big because it's a bunch of young, unproven guys, uh, except for Nichols. But the rest of them are young, unproven, inexperienced. Bianco doesn't really know who's going to do what. And he might not still after this weekend, but for a good reason, because they, they looked good. That was encouraging. Uh, they got to get better starts, though. I mean, conference play is coming and, and coming soon. They, they've got to get better starts. Um, right now, it's it's simply not adequate. And they're going to get beat on SEC weekends until they get better there because they're they're going to dig themselves into some holes. And it's it's not because of stuff. The stuff is fine. Um, you've got some inexperience on Saturday, or at least at the – uh, at the non-high school level, right? Um, too many free passes, though. Uh, location is not ideal. And look, I, like I said after the Delaware series, it's you. You've got the comfort of knowing that one, your offense is there, and your offense is going to win you games. Two, the SEC schedule gives your RPI. You know, losing a game or two as you're figuring this out is not going to hurt you because your schedule's tough. You scheduled well. Maryland's going to help you with those four games in the RPI. Louisiana Tech, that loss is not going to hurt you. You got Southern Miss on Tuesday. Their RPI is going to be good. Um, So you can – it's not a race to to figure out your Saturday starter like it is in Sarkville, honestly. Because you, you've got some cushion, your offense is good, you play good defense behind them. Elliott's going to be back at, at some point, question whether or not, you know, what he's going to be like uh, when he does come back. But they, they've got time to kind of let these guys work through this and see what they've got. Is State out after their loss yesterday in basketball? No, they're not out. Uh, Lenardi actually didn't even move him out of his last four in uh, with that loss. Uh, Vanderbilt's net and being on the road helped them, but I don't think that they can lose to Florida and feel good. I think they've got to go to Nashville and win now. Um, you cannot feel comfortable uh, losing to Florida um, because you get bid stealers and, and stuff like that. That's just kind of how it goes uh, in the NCAA tournament. So that's just kind of how it goes. You're one of those people who really doesn't think Lamonis is safe for next season. Granted, he can still turn it around, but so far, not good. So um, they are right now, they're 7-5, and five, right? Let me quick switch this uh, in case my um, computer doesn't actually, like absolutely lose its mind. They are now... Since they won the national championship, since they beat Vanderbilt in the national championship a season and a few games ago, they are two games below 500 since then. Think about that. Two games below 500 since then. And, I mean, he brought them their first national championship and and not Mississippi State baseball, their first national championship. Mississippi State University, their first team sport national championship. But... Uh, with the way they look right now, making the postseason is not something that I would count on right now. Uh, luckily, 
the defense thing is something that they can figure out. I don't think that is a talent issue. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it is a talent issue, but what was it? Seven errors again on the weekend. They are by far the worst fielding team in the SEC. That can get cleaned up. If it doesn't, they're going to lose a bunch of games. But it, but that's something that's not like talent uh, hindered by talent. Like they've got guys that can cleanly field the baseball and throw guys out routinely. Right now, they're not for whatever reason. If that trend continues, then they're screwed. But if it doesn't, if they can work through it, that's not a talent issue. The pitching thing, though, is an issue. Yeah, I mean, Gerundulo was good on Friday, so so you you've got that. Um, you had a nice relief outing uh, against Cal today from um, uh, Dom. Nate dominated uh, today. There's your awful pun uh, for your Sunday night. But I mean, other than that, too many free passes. Uh, they, they don't throw strikes. Uh, they walk guys. Uh, nobody looks comfortable. Again, Gerangelo looked good. Gerangelo, the ambidextrous. Hey, Dad, help me with the pronunciation, and I, I still am apparently screwing it up. But um, what was the status? Oh, Robbie Fall uh, put this out there, and I saved it for the radio show tomorrow. Um, in their first two games, and, and keep in mind today they. Also walked five guys today. So 20 walks on the weekend. 20 walks on the weekend. 27 runs and seven errors. I mean, it's horrible right now. And the offense is is good. It's it's very good. Or at least it can be. But are you really going to ask them to score double-digit runs a game? I mean, that that's kind of the predicament that Chris Limonis is in. And because of what happened last year, and because they've lost games like to VMI and to well, they lost one to Arizona State, but that that's not going to hurt them. They won that series, and Louisiana Monroe, they they don't have time to let these guys work through it. They've got to figure it out, and they've got to figure it out now. Now, luckily, it's what is it Lipscomb on the weekend, so maybe they can get right with this one. And what Valpo on yeah Valpo on Tuesday night, so so maybe that can. Help a little bit, but they don't have time. I mean, they're they've already dug themselves into a hole. And who the hell do you start if you're Chris Lamonis? Who who pitches for you? Who do you have confidence in besides your ambidextrous? And I keep doing this like I'm Richard Nixon. Who do you start? Who has given you any confidence that they can go out there and get guys out routinely? It's a mess. It's a mess right now. Any new names being thrown around the Ole Miss basketball job? How long do I think it'll take to announce a coach, Beard or Mac or Bust? Um, I think that it's probably still a couple of weeks away, if I had to guess. Um, it, it sounds like the soon-to-be-open Texas Tech job is something that Chris Beard will uh, be involved in. Here's the thing about Chris Beard, though. Two things, actually. Um, I've seen a lot of people uh, criticizing Keith Carter because there's a chance he doesn't hire Chris Beard. But I guess what people aren't understanding with that is Keith Carter is not the boss 
at Ole Miss, the University of Mississippi. Keith Carter is the manager, if you will, the director of the athletic department, which is one department of many at an institution of higher learning called the University of Mississippi. He has a boss, and that boss answers to more people than just the athletic director. So let's pretend for a second that Keith Carter did do the vetting. He did. Looked into Chris Beard and wanted to possibly go down the road of hiring him. There are other people that have a say, and I'm not talking about boosters. This isn't a booster thing. It has to get cleared through the institution of higher learning. The university has to also agree to it. And most of the time, they just sign off on hires because they don't really care. But when it's somebody that has the arrest, and I know charges were dropped, I I know, but this isn't my perspective. This is somebody else's. That arrest happened not long ago. And the details in, in that arrest report are ugly. Even if it even if it didn't happen, they're ugly, and there, as I've heard it, there are multiple people at the university level that don't like it, that are not comfortable. I don't know if it's Glenn Boyce. I don't know who it is. There's just not everybody, as far as I know from conversations I had at the end of last week. Not everybody's on board because Keith Carter's not the only person. He doesn't have all of the say. He's got a boss too, and that boss answers to people. So it's not. It's never been as simple as some people made it out to be. Just hire Chris Beard. Well, what happens if somebody else wants to hire Chris Beard too, by the way? It's not like you're the only job open. Now, Texas Tech's possibly getting into the fold, which, by the way, Texas Tech is going to fire a coach for making um, a reported racist remark to a player in which he reportedly used a Bible verse talking about slaves and masters. So you're going to fire that guy to hire the guy that was most recently arrested or that was very recently arrested for domestic violence. I know the charges were dropped, but going from that to that is whatever. But so there are other jobs on the table as well, and and there's a lot of factors here. So if Chris Beard is not the next head coach at Ole Miss, Keith Carter isn't the only, like, all of the anger is directed at him, and I just, I don't, I don't think that that's something that uh, people should do. It's a very nuanced, it's always been a nuanced situation. I mean, if they just decide not to hire the guy because they don't like what they found in the background check, that has to be okay. And for some people it's not. And I, I, I just, I don't see it that way. Um, but, but no new names. Um, Chris Mack is, is somebody that, that I've talked about a lot. I don't know if he's interested in getting back into coaching or not, but if he is, uh, that would have been my candidate one a, as I told you guys recently, I mean, there's a handful of mid-majors that, that they should consider um, because everybody comes from a mid-major. That's another thing that I don't quite understand is that the criticism of, oh, you can't just hire another mid-major. Everybody, literally everybody has in the SEC has come from a mid-major, right? Cal was at uh, UMass. 
the the guy that just won the SEC, despite him handling this entire season like a joke, came from Buffalo. Musselman's a mid-major. James is a mid-major. Missouri has a mid-major. Uh, I mean, Bruce Pearl was at Milwaukee, right, before Tennessee hired him, right? LSU hired the guy from Murray State. Uh, I mean, everybody, Stackhouse was an assistant, and I know he's he's a bit of a different story, but still. Where did Rick Barnes come from? I actually don't know his background. But th- this idea that, oh, you can't just hire another mid-major as if Ole Miss basketball is on some kind of high horse that says that you can't hire him. George Mason, it was a long, 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 long time ago. But even in Providence before Clemson hired him. So even Rick Barnes, the ancient Rick Barnes, was it George Mason, right? Everybody in the SEC as a coach has come from a mid-major. So I don't know. I mean, the idea that, oh, you can't hire one. You've been to the tournament nine times in your history. What do you mean you can't hire one? If if the guy from Buffalo is not too good for Alabama, then the guy from Utah State or FAU or Charleston is not too good for you either. But anyway. It's a mess. I, I say all that, Ramsey. I don't know who they're going to hire. I don't know. I think it might be a couple weeks until you know people start getting eliminated from the tournament. That first inning versus Nebraska was murder. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. We all know LT is going to be in Oxford during this year's regional. The, the committee would be stupid not to put Louisiana Tech in Oxford. Your three-year-old could have run the camera better than them. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. I'm talking about the uh, the play-by-play guys, though. The uh, th- Those guys. Um, that's a tough job. The camera work was uh, unbelievable. But, I mean, look at, look at what, what I've done. You guys aren't paying for this, though. There's a difference. It's surprising Ole Miss didn't need a hole in the stadium to pour rain to get wins this weekend. Yeah, imagine that. Seemed like it was pretty... Uh, Tightly sealed there in Minneapolis. Rebel Radio will always be be free. Helps me be productive while I work, too. Yeah, I think that I actually thought about putting my rant on this channel as well, but I I guess I talk about it too much. But I I think you, the fan, are getting bled dry, and I think it's ridiculous. It's Everything is getting a little bit more expensive, right? Season tickets are up. Parking passes are a little bit more expensive. Concessions are more expensive. Now now you're kind of getting guilted into donating to a collective because if you don't, you don't care about the team winning. And and so that costs more. And and now you've at some schools, you've got to pay to see interviews with the coaches like or behind the scenes access. It's crazy. Like Arkansas, you got to spend like eight bucks a month to like watch coach interviews. It's crazy. Got to pay to watch these baseball series. It. Microtransactions, and it's going to start hurting them eventually. But as you keep raising the cost and adding costs of every little thing over and over and over again, you're going to start pricing people out, and it's going to happen eventually. But what do I know? I only talk to fans every day. Good to see you, Joey. Glad you're here. Michael, what's up, man? Sorry about the camera stuff. Hey, we all know a tarp would have prevented the weather delay this week in the women's basketball tournament. Hey, don't, don't talk junk about the Bon Secours Wellness Arena. All right? 
That's where I graduated high school in that arena. Not kidding. Yeah. Um, it didn't leak that day. I disappeared. Yes, I disappeared. I disappeared. No dirt around the bases. Well, that's what turf fields are. I mean, it's like that at Vanderbilt. Uh, Big Ten camera work invades by... Yeah, it does. Ghost got me. Yeah. Speaking of ghosts, do I believe in them? Yes, I do. We can we can do an after after dark at one point. I can tell you all about my feelings on that. How packed was it? Are you talking about the Ole Miss games? I, I'm a little behind. Um, not at all. It's a cavernous NFL stadium um, in Minnesota. You know, I thought according to other fan bases that it's easy to beat a team like Oklahoma in baseball, especially if you get an easy draw like them in Omaha. Apparently, this Oklahoma team would blow out last year's Ole Miss team. This Oklahoma team is worse than last year's Oklahoma team. You love these classic tournaments. It's all about the experience for these guys. Let's go to Hawaii next year. Hawaii's got a pretty sick baseball venue. Uh, Check it out, actually. Here, let me see if screen sharing will work. Actually, sweet. Also, saw renderings of the new Aloha Stadium. Looks amazing, by the way. There, uh, but look at this. This is pretty sick, actually. Let me make sure I remember how to do this. Check this out. That's pretty cool, right? I mean, for Hawaii, that's not bad. In that view, of course. But yeah, they have a um, pretty devout baseball fan base. So, Bullpen definitely showed a lot of improvement in that game against Minnesota. isn't nearly as close if Mike Clement doesn't let three or four guys get out base running and stealing. One thing that stood out to me this weekend was the bullpen. Bianco could have pulled a guy, but he stuck with them to see if they could get out of jams. Exactly, Ramsey, and he's going to do that again this weekend as well. That's the only way you find out what they have. Exactly, and... You know, I got a text this weekend about Bianco leaving a guy, or last weekend. Oh, there he is, leaving a guy in too long again. I think I said this to you guys here. I definitely said it on the show that he's got to figure out what these guys have because, man, I don't know Ole Miss's schedule off the top of my head. I should, but but I don't. Uh, don't sue me for that. But they're going to be in situations on the road in the SEC where these guys need to stay in. Like they gave up a double and then a single that scores a run. And um, they played at Arkansas last year, so this is a bad example. But they're doing the woo pig thing, and you've got to stay on the mound, and you've got to deliver pitches. And let's see. They go to A&M. This is a perfect example, Ramsey. So one of these guys is going to have to stay in the game where he walks a batter, and they're doing the ball five, ball five. Ball five, and then he throws another ball, and it's ball six, ball, and there. He, Mike needs to find out who is gonna be able to handle that, because not everybody can, and there's only one way to find out, and it's to let them work through stuff. Groff went off. Yeah, he's a great player. Still holding out hope for Sonye. Yeah, I, and because of his age, you should. I mean, he's he was pitching against sixteen year old little Timmy last year. You know, it's it's a little bit different when it's a 22-year-old, you know, grown man, right? He's got the stuff, though. 
leaves it up too much, but again, that's it's not like it was the sisters of the poor offensive wise. Yeah, no doubt. Pitching improved as well this weekend. The trajectory is moving in the right direction. Xavier did what he needed in the Sunday start. Yeah, there's room for improvement for him as well. There's room for improvement for him as well. Is USM going to throw a weekend guy against Ole Miss? You know they want it badly. No, Scott Barry won't do that. Um, he, he will not do that. Uh, but they're if you think that they're going to come in thinking that they're going to do anything other than win, I got another thing uh, coming for you. They are um, they are very well coached, and and they take on the personality of their coach, which is it's very it's tough. And it, it's steady, and they're consistent, and they're good. I, I think they ended up sweeping this weekend. I know they won the first two. Let's see. Did they win them all? They did. That is a huge sweep for Southern Miss. They're going to come in confident as hell also. Um, gosh, that was big for them. Huge, actually. Um, Dallas Baptist was good. Dallas Baptist's only loss going into the weekend in Hattiesburg was to number 10 TCU. It was their only loss. So, yeah, that's going to be a confident bunch. You're not going to see a weekend arm, though. Scott Barry didn't roll like that. How's the SEC so far this year? Any bad teams? It's a good question. Um, A&M is a good answer uh, from Edward. They've looked really bad at points. Um, I hate to say this, but Mississippi State has looked really bad at points. Missouri's improved. Alabama's improved. Um, I don't know anything about Kentucky, honestly, so that might be another one, but because I have no idea. Um, but yeah, A and M uh, State have looked the worst so far in the SEC. Do I think the nine-game SEC annual opponents reported by Ross Dellinger are for real? Um, yes, but for now, and things might change. That's uh, Ross put a very important qualifier on it that sourced what it looks like for now, because th- there's a chance negotiating happens and maybe Greg Sankey cowers to Nick Saban's whining. But um, look, neither one got Vanderbilt. Uh, State's draw is nice. It, it is. It's it's a nice draw getting Kentucky and Texas A&M, despite their resources as a team since they joined the SEC that State has had really good success against. Um, they've been a thorn, worse than a thorn. They've been a dagger in the heart of Texas A&M because they're, They've been beating them all the time. So that was a nice break for State. Ole Miss getting Arkansas instead of Vanderbilt is not ideal. But here's the thing, and why everybody's just hand-wringing over these and Nick Saban's crying and all that, you're playing everybody twice in a four-year period at minimum. So even if you've got Vanderbilt, that means Georgia's coming or Alabama's coming. You know what I mean? So, oh, I have to play an improved Tennessee team. That's not fair. Well, you'll get Vanderbilt twice every four years anyway, Nick. I mean, what are you complaining about? The, the schedule is so balanced now that your draw for your three permanent opponents doesn't really doesn't really matter because you're playing everybody in such a short period of time anyway. See, I think it's the, the J. Everybody at State, Memphis Rebels, pronouncing the J. Um, so it's not your Angelo. It's it's J. They're they're saying the J. William, actually, Chris Limonis was asked about using one arm one day and one arm the other, and he said that he can't do that because pitching is so taxing on your whole body. He can't go out the next day and be effective because it's 
despite only using one arm, it's it's still physically so taxing to the point where he can't do it. And and he thinks nobody can. Say it has committed over 25 errors or something, right? I believe that's the case. Let me see if I can get their their full stats up um, in time to answer your question. Let's see. You know, if my computer camera was better, this would actually be a better angle, wouldn't it? Let's see, PDF. Give me a P. No, I don't want the PDF. I almost downloaded a file. That would have probably just kicked me right off of here. That would have been bad. So, yeah, give me one second. I'll tell you. Sadie's going to have to stretch out Durangelo's Friday. Durangelo's Friday starts to go a long time throwing both ways. Yeah. Lubbock moment. Seems like TCU or T- Texas Tech drinks from the fountain of Lucifer. Um, uh, just shocking if they were to go from one to the next. Honestly, fielding. Here we go. Twenty-three, twenty-three errors as a team. That's crazy. That's just crazy. Hey, William, glad to see you. The camera guy in the old Miss series, if that guy was sober doing that, then we've got some issues. Ole Miss should hire Ladner. Only thing is, Ladner's only had one good year, and the rest were bad. It's not like they were okay, 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 and then boom. It was bad, 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 and then boom. And it's like, was this an anomaly? You know, where was Mike White before Florida? Louisiana Tech. Almost can hire me. I know nothing about basketball and will work half for what they were paying and I can pull off the same record they had. Feels like it. Did I watch the F1 race today? No, I went to church. That's where you should have been. Craig, why aren't you going to church, man? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I didn't, though. I did not. I would like to. When fans stop paying, prices will go down. But that's the thing, William is they they know they've got you emotionally, so they take advantage of you. What level of madness can we expect from the NCAA tournament this year? Maximum. Maximum. I think the the transfer portal and style of play is going to lead to even more upsets than we're used to. Thoughts on Ross Dellinger's tweet of the permanent opponents? Um, That's about as that That's knowing what I know about Ross... That is as close to what the final product will be as possible. And that is what they think right now. Like, take it. Um, don't look at anybody else's model. What Ross is putting out there is what is to be expected for now. And again, things change. Of course they do. But if he puts something like that out there, it's sourced better than anybody else. You, so you can guarantee that. That, that, is that is better sourced than any other model or graphic that you've seen from anybody else. You wouldn't. Oh, you should go to Hawaii if tsunamis scare you. The, the the warning system on those things is so good that you'd be able to get out of there plenty of time. Yeah, sadly the Aloha or Aloha Stadium got condemned, so they're building a new one. You may get to go to Ole Miss Purdue this weekend. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's the same fans that get angry when Kermit benched players as soon as they made a mistake. That was that was so hard to watch. 
did I see where Kemp was flapping his arms after a home run right in front of Maryland's catcher? Yes. And uh, you notice the catcher didn't talk to him the same way he did TJ? Yeah. Early bold prediction, Lamonis out as head coach, Scott Berry next state head coach. Wouldn't that be something? That would be one hell of a hire for me. I, I, I think the world of Scott Berry. The absolute world of him. He is he's class and steady and he's old school, but is malleable enough to where that that's not a detriment. You know what I mean? Like he likes it old school. He's not a big fan of the bat flips and all that stuff. He's more of an old school guy, but he he's willing to be flexible enough to adapt to keep um, his program just cooking the way they do. The resources like they have at Mississippi State, he'd he'd be great there. I bet you the moment a big-time school actually goes after Alabama's baseball head coach, he's gone. Yeah, I remember him crying about NIL and stuff, what was it, two years ago or last year. But he's a good coach. He's doing a good job this year, too. You like my thoughts on saving crying? Appreciate that. He won't be around much longer anyway. Yeah, not if, God forbid, the players keep getting money. State has a serious problem at catcher and shortstop. Definitely. They, they need to go ahead and play the freshman high fill. Um, but the thing is, um, he allows stolen bases too, and, and I I can't. So he's allowed what six stolen bases, but Hancock's allowed twenty. Luke Hancock's allowed twenty stolen bases. Can't can't have him catching anymore. Better chance of an earthquake in Memphis than a tsunami in Hawaii, statistically. But defensively, it is bad everywhere it is. Yeah, for the radio show tomorrow, Southern Miss lost in the Sun Belt Tournament Saturday, now stuck in the NIT. Yeah, that's that stinks. But at least their baseball team had a great weekend. Was Andy Kennedy, you know, probably the best head coach Ole Miss has had in men's basketball, an assistant or a mid at a mid-major? It's hard to coach at USM. It is. It is. It is. I would much rather have Vandy than Arkansas just because of the madness and toxicity of playing the Hogs, but it was a shoe-in for State and LSU. Yeah. I do, as, as a viewer, though, just the theater that Ole Miss-Arkansas gives you is pretty awesome. Got to see State live this weekend in Nashville. Vandy's hot, could win the tournament. It's a shame that Big got hurt because they really could have. Uh, I mean, if you take away, like, their loss to Southern Miss and then just, what was it, the Florida game that they should have won and they didn't, they'd be a tournament team. They've already given up on State's baseball team. Lamonis has just benefited from what the previous coaches put together. You heard Haydad say that state shouldn't consider anyone who is not a head coach that has made it to Omaha. Um, I would like to hear more. I'm sure we'll talk, or maybe we won't. I don't know if talking about Lamonis's job is a good thing right now. I'd, um, maybe we should. I don't know, but um, I mean, how many candidates is that? I mean, I guess Butch at Auburn would be one. Um, guy at Louisville has already told them no a couple of times. 
Kennedy's going back to the tournament, isn't he? Um, I think so. You're an Ole Miss fan, but you feel Kiffin is better in the NIL as a coach than Nick? We'll see. I think this is a pivotal year for Kiffin, and we'll talk about that in the near future as Spring's picking it up and stuff. But he's gotten everything that he's asked for now. It's time to put wins together. I mean, he's a top-10 paid head coach. They stepped up in NIL. They're renovating facilities. They've they've given him everything. Now it's it's time to win. Um, time to have a better November than the one they had, that's for sure. So. How many years has State finished at the bottom of the SEC? Very few, I imagine. Uh, one too many, as it's uh, as it has turned out. But either uh, either way, I'm going to hang it up, guys. Thank you so much for uh, for checking this out, tuning in. Please like the video. Forgive me for that weird like 30 seconds of nothing that happened, but it uh, it is what it is, I suppose. I'll uh, see you guys on Wednesday night, 7:45. See you uh, see you then. Uh, y'all have a great rest of your Sunday, and uh, check out that Saban video. I actually thought it was um, – I liked what I said off the cuff there. So, anyway, how's the cough? Seemingly gone, I think. I, only a couple today, so I'm, I'm, I'm in the clear almost. But see you guys. Appreciate you. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.